Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Up to 90. Up to 90. How are you? I'm good, Mrs. How are you? Grand. I had burgers for dinner. Um, no, they were just uh, old Tesco burgers, but they were like delicious. I mean, sometimes I just get an owl hankering for burgers and this is how bad it is, right? So Tommy didn't eat his burger. He just ate the bone and ate like other stuff, whatever. Uh, myself and Shane had two burgers with a like with a brioche bone. He didn't finish his Ooh. second one because he was just like, oh, geez, I'm so full. I had both my brioche burger bones with the burgers in them. And I actually ate Tommy's burger. No. Emma, what's going on? Are you pregnant? What's happening? No, not at all. I think I was just like, uh, I think I was just enjoying them so much. Um, it had been a while since I'd had red meat. So I just got it into me. But like, honestly, now I'm still... <laughs> I'm still full. I'm just like drinking water and I just have to be rolled into bed. I'd say I'll fall asleep within, like not that I'm, t- I'm not tired right now, but you know that kind of way I've eaten so much. I'd say I'll fall asleep in like 15 seconds flat or whatever. Up to 90, up to 90, up to 90 with Emma and Julie. This is why, and I think, I presume it was you, that uh, you and I that were talking about, but I was having a conversation with somebody recently, presumably you, maybe in the extra episode, yeah. where we were saying about how we are, like, I mean, I would probably be vegetarian or pescatarian, maybe 80% yeah. of the time, but you don't, don't want to put the label on yourself because there are times when you're like, I need a beef burger yeah. in my life. I know it's, yeah. it's so your body just craves it yeah and I like I absolutely no regrets whatsoever like I may have some regrets over uh, feeling slightly uncomfortable but I've no regrets so that's pretty much been the highlight of my day I feel like it's kind of dragging a bit now I have to say the whole uh working from home and it's just like all the days are just rolling into one another but sure, look, oh, yeah. we had plenty of that before fucking COVID-19 malarkey anyway. So, um, yeah. How are you anyway? I'm sure you have a lot more interesting oh, sh- shit yeah, going on. Sure. 
there's nothing going on in my life I was actually thinking um I was just thinking today I was like oh I feel so bad because I genuinely have nothing to report because there's just nothing happening oh yeah um I did work I did my hypnobirthing class yesterday with Fred oh yeah and the latest person we got sent this video and Noah Whiney do you remember Noah Whiney he was all about the hypnobirthing. So he did this little video with his missus about hypnobirthing. And I kept having I kept having to remind myself that Noah Wiley is not a real doctor. Oh. You know, especially when it's like kind of a medical thing. Oh my like god. Now I'm with you. Because at first when you were saying that I was work. I was just like, who, who? Jesus, I I remember when I was younger, he's one of those people like that there was a period of time that I was convinced I was bad into him. And then all of a sudden you kind of just look at it and go, what am I talking about? He's like a poor man's Keanu Reeves. Like what? Yeah, he is. He is definitely a poor like man's Keanu If he walked yeah. in, if he walked into Whelan's or something, which, like Jesus, my head wouldn't turn. But I was like, yeah, he's a grand looking fellow. Or you, if your mate rocked up with him on her arm, you'd be like, yeah, yeah, no, he, he seems like a nice, decent he's fella. Like a guy yeah and she'd be there not to get excited about like he'd be in um he'd be in his suit and he'd have like he'd have the raincoat on over the suit like he'd have the tie in the pocket yeah and she'd be saying i just don't know am i feeling it and you're like no look he's a nice guy come on you always go for the married ones like give this guy a chance he's you back so that's the buzz with Noah Wiley but it is funny because I instantly went into uh like Fred was like who is that he looks very familiar and I was like oh no we can trust him like he's a doctor like he is a trained medical professional but it is gas how all those years I know I do know deep down that he's not medically qualified yeah Suddenly, I was like, "Okay, now hypnobirthing has the seal of approval." Like, I was a little <sighs> bit dubious about. I was a bit dubious about breathing the baby out of me. But one of the hot tips yesterday was to start practicing, like, just obviously as a bit as a bit of a preempt, yeah. to start practicing breathing poo out of yourself. So I was like, "Oh, minus the pushing, that should be interesting," because obviously we're constipation city at the moment. But Fred is killing us with breathing out the poo, which has me completely raging. Oh my god! He is breathing out the poo, not a bother on him. He is a changed man. No requirement for pushing. I was like, for feck's sake! But yeah, so <laughs> did the hip work. <laughs> Do they have no birthing class? We managed to stifle the giggles. You know when it's only the two of you in a ah, Zoom class? Yeah. You're just impressing no one. But, like, you know, the video's like, hey, little baby, I want you so bad. Like, this kind of, it's all about butterfly kisses. But <laughs> once, you look, once you look beyond that, it's grand. And I did make the point because, you know, which is never said as a compliment when you say something's a bit American. Fred was like, it's a bit American, is it? <laughs> and you're like yeah I mean it is American but I guess that's just because it's still maybe a bit new here that like in, yeah. in 10 years time you'll have pictures of myself and Fred in the paddling pool Jesus are you gonna do a pool well Fred's mad to do the paddling pool um yeah, like but then he has to, say, to be the fisherman so this thing of like to, from what I've seen nobody has enough room in the pool like it's like you know when I was gonna say you know when you're in a jacuzzi but 
like I have been in a jacuzzi maybe twice in my life but you know you're there you're having a nice time and then suddenly you squeeze somebody comes along there's not quite enough room for that extra person and the experience is ruined like it's all just lads I mean they're not even in their togs Emma they're just like taking off their t-shirt and jumping in no for me now I know I've heard that it's it's amazing whatever but the thing about the pool is I don't think I could do the pool. I, to be honest, Fred's into it, but I don't think it's. But does he realize that that is just like it's going to not look like water? Yeah, I think it's the murkiness of it which I would find off-putting. Um, like every time people... you have a contraction, there's going to be shit coming out of you, and that's going to be in the pool. Um, oh, actually, do you know what was kind of funny last week? So myself and Fred rarely fight. Um, but last week, I don't know what happened. You know when you're just kind of gunning for an argument for ah, no reason? Hello, look who you're speaking to. Go on, eh? But, um, yeah, so, I mean, it just, like, there was, I don't know what was going on with me, but I was lying in bed, and I, Fred was, had been on a Zoom, and he was doing this kind of Zoom thing with the, some of the comedians, so, like, I think Carl Spain, Barry Murphy were a couple of the comedians doing this <laughs> Zoom quiz with the general public, so he came into me, and whatever he said anyway just set me off. And so next thing, I'm shouting. Now, I shouted first, which is very rare because I usually don't shout passive-aggressive as my default position. Mm. But I did go full-on shout, full-on high-pitched. I'd nearly say a scream between you, me, and the wall. Fred then came back because, of course, if you were screaming, the other person isn't going to come back to you with a, wither, a whisper. So there were a couple of F-offs um, thrown at each other, a slam door, and then we realized that <laughs> the Zoom was unmuted. Oh, my God. And you know when you're gone full-on girl interrupted? Is this... What was it about, though? Are you jealous of Fred's popularity within the comedy community? No, I showed him a TikTok video, and I said, do you think that's too shit to put up? Oh, Jesus, this again. And he basically said, yes. This is where all your fights start with everyone. It always comes back to TikTok, doesn't it, really? <laughs> but that's where that's where Vogue Williams initially started on me. So, like, I just, it's, a, you know, it's contentious for me as a medium, TikTok. But, like, I don't know, is there any coming back for me? I think I'm done in comedy now. Because, you know, when you're allowed, maybe, you know, I like to think when you're pregnant, you're allowed so to he, Let me see now. He was in the middle of a Zoom call and you went in going, do you think, what do you think of this TikTok video? No, I was in the next room having a lie down, doing the thing of, you know, you're propped up on a couple of pregnancy pillows. Finally have worked out how to work the fucking pregnancy pillow, by the way. Six YouTube videos later, it turns out you just lie on the thing. So I'm on the pregnancy pillow, like doing the whole Victorian woman. I just spent four hours doing this TikTok and then Fred said something like, oh, the lip sync's a bit off, is And I was like, well, fuck you too. But it was in the next room, so the two doors were wide open. So effectively, you're in the same room. Oh, Jesus. But uh, anyway, so look, what I'm saying is it's done. Like, I mean, my, you know, I can't, there's no coming back from this. Like, when they hear you at your full-on girl interrupted moment, there's no coming back. But I just don't understand why you keep showing Fred videos you want to post on social media and I keep expecting to go, that's the best thing I've ever seen in my life. 
I know, I know. I, I think he's that not I your think... audience. Why do you keep fucking asking him? No, this is true. And to be honest, then he was very good because he sat and let me put a wig on him the next day, and I did it. <laughs> hairdressing video with him but like he's just such a good egg I think it just it wasn't about him I just needed to tell someone to F off uh, but yeah. I just I really didn't want Cara Spain and Barry Murphy and no. just the general public on an open quiz hearing this fuck's sake anyway so what I'm saying is just be careful if somebody has a laptop in the room uh, just yeah. be careful you have to these days oh um did I tell you I am actually it's being confirmed that I am the Rob Kardashian of my family oh no but somebody has to be Emma well, well it's not going to be Simon no well, you see this is the That's issue so for anyone that doesn't know I have two older brothers who are much closer in age and their names are Stephen and Simon so when I was younger, I was kind of felt left out that I didn't get an S name. I mean, every fucking second girl in the country was called Sarah. Anyway, they might as well, but no. Oh, so many Sarahs floating around. No. So from the get-go, I always felt a bit left out. So roll back the clock. What are we talking now? Seven years ago, when my dog got impregnated by a Jack Russell, so I was pregnant, my dog was pregnant, I had Joe, and then like three weeks later, my dog Twiggy gave birth, and we thought she was a small dog, she'd have small pups, she had five pups, we kept one, my parents took one, we found homes for the others, uh, but it, was, it was very like, it was obviously very chaotic, and I was getting woken up by the pups rather than the newborn baby, like it was just mad, but anyway... So I had the two brothers there, but the brothers were not interested in having a puppy. So obviously you cannot push a puppy on somebody. You know what I mean? People want a puppy or they don't. You can only let them know that you have puppies available. Fast forward to now, both my brothers in the last couple of weeks have gotten puppies. King Charles Cavalier puppies. No. Yes, Judy, and the puppies. Judy, the puppies are fucking brothers as well. Oh, Emma, left out in the cold once more. So my brothers have puppies who are brothers. And I'm over the other side with my name begin with E and my mongrel. My slutty mongrel who couldn't keep her legs closed. You're right. Twiggy, Twiggy, Twiggy likes it loose. But I just feel, I mean, that's now that's that's hard to that's a hard cross to bear, isn't it? I'm, well, I say, I mean, I don't know what I say, Rob Kardash, but maybe Chloe. Like you know, you're not completely <laughs> like you know they let you sit in for a picture every once in a while. Like Rob is the one. They're like, can you just like take one from above? <laughs> And I'm using, I'm well. I'm using the Kardashians. I'm using the Kardashians because when I saw Simon there the other week, he he actually listens to the podcast and he's like, "Oh yeah, what's not to love?" Constant references from two owls I I know nothing about. 
He's like, like, Ooh, and then he, I think that should be your bio. And then he just throws his hands up and kind of goes, oh, the Kardashians. So that's why I've used that reference. So he won't be able to figure yeah. it out. Well, you see, the, what I like about the Kardashians is you're only two degrees of separation away from a Kardashian ever. Like, no matter what you're talking about in terms of pop culture, you can always bring it back to Kardashian. And that's why... We do have the eternal Grafton, but that is shit. Fuck that. Yeah. I'd say the pup are so cute as well, are they? Yeah, I've only actually met Simon's pup. I have to go and see Stephen. Um, but like so cute. And like I knew the dog was gonna be like I'd seen the picture, so I knew that the pup was gonna be cute, whatever. But like his name is Teddy, his little face. Oh, my God. And so small. And then Ella was petting him and she left the hall to go into the sitting room and he started doing this little bark because he wanted her to stay. Oh, my God. Too cute. So very cute. But still, I've been left out in the cold. I don't know how to explain to my dad now that he's Caitlin. Well, would he? Would he be? I suppose he'd have to be Kate and really, wouldn't he? he because would. Rob, Kardashian, I mean, Rob Kardashian Senior is long gone. Yeah, Hannah Wilsey. Like, I mean, that's you know what I mean. Like, it's just no. I think yeah, no, he'd have to be Kate and and then your mom. Yeah, I mean, your mom could rock a bit of a Chris, I'd say. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to yeah. pitch that to RT, and we'll get all the characters sorted out, and. I don't know whether Stephen will be Kim or whether Simon, I don't know yet, but I'll see who has the bigger arse. Everyone, everyone will have to have their roles, yeah. I actually... Um, well, someone, one of them's going to have to put out the sex tape anyway, is what I'm saying, so... At least I mean, that won't be left to me. From somewhere, yeah. I, I actually, I was talking to a friend of mine today and she reminded me that um, when she, years ago, she actually was on the Bosco set as a child. Oh, Speaking yeah. Of, Speaking of A-list celebrities, we're just going to drop the B-word Bosco here. Real cash. uh, Real cash. (laughs) But I I was like, I cannot believe I never knew this about you, that you were on the Bosco set. She was like, yeah, like, mom was was doing X, Y, and Z. And I, anyway, came along and I was on the Bosco set and she found the magic door. Do you remember the magic door? Yes, of course. And and just to remind everyone that, oh, knock, knock, open wide, see what's on the other side. Knock, knock, anymore, come with me through the magic door. So she did all that and she walked through the magic door and on the other side was a cameraman sitting on a crate having a fag. And I just think, that's so... It's so symbolic of an Irish childhood, isn't it? Like they sell you a magic door, but really all that's on the other side is some lad sitting on a crate. It's the 80s, probably severely underpaid, having a fag indoors with the tash. Like, I mean, that's, I mean, the story could have ended so much worse, but she was like, Oh my God. Like, well, you'd say to Mick, you say, Mick, can we start filming again? And Mick be like, my break's not finished yet. You can talk to the union if you have a problem. Yeah. And they'll be like, oh, okay. <laughs> they're yeah, not yeah, getting yeah. onto the I'm, union again, thanks. But, I mean, that's like, I mean, that's the end of an era, isn't it, for anyone in terms of their childhood? Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to tell me she opened the door and, and on the other side was the zoo, because it was always the fucking zoo anyway. Ah, uh, yeah, the owl, the owl zoo. Ah, uh, um, the owl zoo. 
I thought that I thought that was fair. I thought that was fairly symbolic now, to be honest. Oh Actually, speaking of the Kardashians, did you ever watch The Real Housewives of um The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? No, I only watched bits and pieces oh, of those real yeah, but it would totally be up my street. I just never Oh yeah. Never caught at the right it, time. Yeah, well, I kind of watched, I watched a few episodes now in the last couple of weeks, but I've had to stop because it's just constantly revolving around conflict. And I feel myself, I actually get really tense watching these. Oh, you know, it's yeah. like, I've decided to show a tea party. I know Taylor isn't speaking to Camille, but I just think it'd be good to get everyone together. Like, it's just the constant <laughs> these orchestrated luncheons and events where everyone starts losing their shit. And it's always like somebody saying, you know, I don't like conflict confrontation but I just think you're a bitch and then you know like it's like you know cut the credits so you're in the next episode you want to see what's happening but it's just so great great but I didn't realize until I started watching it that two of Paris Hilton's aunts are in it oh so that's like that made it extra interesting for me but no more than that it's like with no more than with the Kardashians it's you know it's orchestration all the rest but it's just so I mean, just the, the constant level of insidious conflict is just wearing. Yeah. Do you think that's why you shared it at Fred the other night? I think it's actually, I think I've actually been watching too much, as Fred calls the desperate housewives, but real <laughs> housewives. I think that's what happened, yeah. Oh, but it is all that, like, I'm a really sweet person, but I just think she's jealous of me and I've had that my whole life like you know this kind of thing where you're like oh my god I I like if I was in that situation I'd definitely be throwing the afternoon tea in her face like <laughs> it's just so passive aggressive from start to finish and Kelsey Grammer's wife in the first season oh yeah she's like I want to be judged for me it's time for me now and then every <laughs> sentence it's like Kelsey, Kelsey, Kelsey. And I did have a moment. I was like, oh, sure, I'm probably like this with Fred. But like, no more than that, she's constantly saying, you know, I am with like probably one of the most famous men in the world. I mean, like, was Kelsey Grammer that famous? Ah, uh, yeah, he was. Because if you think about okay. it, like, Cheers and then Frasier. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, but I wonder like, he would have been more. fairly famous. Like, he wouldn't, I don't think. I don't I think he, I'd say he could go anywhere in the world and people would recognize him so. and want to have their picture taken with him. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, I guess, do you know what? I suppose when you factor in Cheers, I've forgotten yeah. about Cheers as well. Yeah, like, I'm sure it's, right. you know, I'm sure as the years go on, there's less and less people stopping to ask him to get a picture. Um... Because it's not like Ella, like well, she wouldn't have a fucking breeze who he was or whatever. But like yeah. if my dad, if my dad saw him now, he'd be like, "Oh my god!" Not like, an, "Oh my god!" Like starstruck, but he'd be well, he'd be well fucking impressed, like because obviously Caitlin would, would be impressed. Caitlin would be impressed, but you know. No, but I would, I would recommend it for, I would recommend it for for a bit of trash. It's great. Oh, lovely, yeah. Uh, did you see what well, I was gonna say? Did you see? But sure, I presume you did. The whole, I mean, it, it was a, it was a funny old week, wasn't it? For all the shows being kind of reassessed yes. in light of what's happening at the moment, and the likes of Keith Lemon and Little Britain having to apologise for previous 
previous sketches, etc. And ultimately, like these things being cancelled. I mean, I like my thing with Keith Lemon. I th- this is probably controversial, but I was never a massive Keith Lemon fan anyway. I just never really got it. I feel like the whole Bo Selector thing. I never really got it completely. Um, but I mean, I, don't know, I, I just can't believe, for me anyway, when you look at at like these characters and like the blackface, I just can't believe that was happening in the noughties. I mean, were people still thinking that was okay? Yeah, well, I think like the characters, although I did see Trisha talking about when she saw... Yeah, that, that was powerful, wasn't it? Yeah. And yeah. fairness, but the, like the the one he did of Mal B was not an impression of Mal B. It was... Oh, I couldn't see that one. Yeah, Mal B was like... It was like ridiculous. Like, I mean, you couldn't have said... If you shown it to anybody, like nobody would have ever gotten it. The only thing that the Mal B character had was a leopard print dress. Okay. But, uh, yeah, like the, what you call it, I saw all the stuff about Little Britain and I saw Matt Lucas come out and kind of like um, apologise on Twitter and people replying like, oh, there's no need to apologise. And then... uh, people reminding the white people who were saying don't worry about it you're hilarious it's like he wasn't actually <laughs> apologizing to you but you know what and it's, it's kind of like to be fair to Matt Lucas he did say previous to all this when he was asked in an interview yes. if you could go back to Little Britain like how do you think it dates and he did say he was like I wouldn't do the trans jokes and I wouldn't do the blackface. Like, he actually said this previous. That yeah, he... but you see, like, even, like, because I remember when it was on, and I think we said this before, like, that, you know, the nature of sketch shows is very few people are going to buy into all of the sketches. Most oh. people have, like, one or two characters within the sketch show that um, they enjoy. I mean, to be honest with you, there wasn't really that much in that that I liked. Only gay in the village, no. Your man, busy, no. Fucking disgusting. The Prime Minister's uh, assistant, fucking awful. Well, I loved Lou and Andy. They were my favourite. Yeah, I I think I liked those two, but that was about it. But then I think on that thread as well, people kind of... um, some woman I saw whose daughter was in a wheelchair is like you made like what was already a difficult situation because people think now I don't think people saw that character and it kind of reminded them that there was people trying to work the system and pretend that they were disabled I don't think that's like what that was all about but it's funny because there was actually I think even when it came both know people who faked disabilities down through the years. Ah, yeah. Ah, yeah. It was different back then. It was just for a bit of crack. But that, um, To be fair, that was like 2018. Like, that was a totally different time. Yeah. We didn't know any better. But I, th- from what I remember is that there was, there was a good bit in that show at the time that felt fairly questionable and it wasn't even just like I like I couldn't say that I was I was looking at these things and saying that this 
it's insensitive to whatever group or whatever. But I just remember thinking that a lot of the stuff was just like... It wasn't funny. It wasn't funny, yeah. but it was kind of like, it was a bit oh. like distasteful, really. I and I know that's such an L one thing to say, but yeah. it was kind of controversial-ish, but it wasn't marketed as controversial at all. Yeah. But that's, I mean, I suppose, well, sure, we're always referencing the noughties, like, in relation to how much has changed since then. Yeah. And I know now, like, as in the Twitter, even before I came on, I just said I took a quick look at Twitter and searched for Little Little Britain. Yeah. Um, and, like, I mean, obviously, it was relentlessly negative in the sense that it was like, oh, you know, people are just a bunch of snowflakes and... Like there were nothing, there was nothing wrong with these sketches. And I mean, it comes back to like no more than Matt Lucas apologizing and all these, you know, whitey Matt Whiteers and saying, ah, you're grand. Like we think you're great. It's completely missing the point. Like actually Dave Chappelle, I, I don't know if you watched his special, um, A46 this week. Yeah. I, won't, I won't even say it's a comedy special, but I mean, like Dave Chappelle is just I don't think he's ever said something that I've disagreed with in my whole life. I just adore him. And, like, I mean, who doesn't? That doesn't make me special. I think everyone loves Dave Chappelle. These are kind of of living parallel lives, basically. I mean, there's a lot lot in common there, is what I'm saying. But (laughs) he did say at one point, he was like, white women, you need to shut the fuck up. But there is an element of that sometimes, not just relation to, Uh, like, you know, our brand. That's kind of our brand. (laughs) But it's kind of like, it's, you know, looking beyond, like, say, you know, white women, but, like, just white people in general. Like, the last few weeks, I have just cringed with some of the stuff that, like, white people have been voicing their opinion on. Like, completely missing the point inserting themselves into the narrative i mean don't get me started on the bloody that celebrity i take responsibility video i know the sentiment is good the sentiment is you know probably a positive thing but it just comes off so performative yeah well it's kind of i don't know it's just like the intent is good and look the worst thing you can say but just yeah i suppose it's not not everything is it's uh, not everything is kind of being put out there to find out people's opinions sometimes yeah. things are just like put out there this is the latest on this which not like and also i mean sometimes just listening is you know maybe a, a good thing to do in these situations like i mean well, now say with, for example, the, you know, the few bits that I did read, uh, I didn't read too much on the whole like Little Britain thing, etc. Yeah. But I was reading up on Gone with the Wind. So I, I you know, obviously I was one of the first, uh, that, I suppose, uh, TV items that got removed. So HBO <laughs> took that down. But you know what they're doing, which I actually think is a great, I think this is actually a really good solution. Yeah. So they're putting it back on, but they're going to have a black historian speak at the start to give this film some context. And mm-hmm. I was like, I actually think that's really good. So you're, st- you can still watch the film, but like it's within the context of just so you know, like this film is essentially like glorifying the buying and selling of humans. But like, enjoy the movie. But yeah. I, I think that's actually good. What do you think of something like that? Yeah, I think that's good. Um, you see, I think, yeah, if I think that's 
uh, I think it's probably it's probably a bit more complicated with these sketch shows you see because something like Gone with the Wind is just so it's so uncomfortable to watch because there's so much that like you have to ignore as a viewer in terms of what's going on but like the one thing I will say in Keith Lemon's defense like with the whole Bo Selecta I mean, I, I do think, like, the Trisha Goddard character was just appalling, I thought, like, in terms of... And like, as far as I and... can remember, I think that was done um, in later years. Like, because that oh, show... Oh, you could be right, yeah. That show ran for a good while. Um, but I think that character was done in later years. yeah. And she, because she, well, do you know what? She could be right on that, but I know now you did reference it as well, but I think what got me was when she was saying that, like, it felt so racial. Like, you know, she she talked about, like, uh, you know, the big lips, the big white hips, the reference to rice and peas. And she said it was all the things that every child, black child has been bullied about. Yeah. Like, yeah. that really got me. I was like, oh, I mean, like, in, now, in saying that, like, with the likes of the Michael Jackson character, I think Michael Jackson is so beyond the realm of satire yeah. that I wouldn't have found, say, the Michael Jackson caricature as offensive. But again, it's not about, like, what I think or I feel. But certainly, like, the, I mean, the Trisha Goddard one, I just thought was, like, appalling. And then even seeing the pictures of David Williams blacked up. Like, I mean, I don't remember this character in Little Britain, but it's... No, and again, be. you see, I think that was later on. Yeah, it's it definitely wasn't when Little Britain was at its height, I wouldn't think. I think both... I think what both of them... Uh, both shows, in different ways, what they did was that they had gone through all the characters that say they would have developed over years. So like, you know yourself, like it's, it's the same kind of principle that like when you go up and do 20 minutes and somebody comes up to you after the gig and go, Oh, that was amazing. Are you, are you on anywhere tomorrow night? I'm heading out with family. And you're like, you may fuck off because it's going to be the exact same thing. People don't realize how long it takes to get like, uh, you know, a really deadly polished 20 minutes but like like that with people that do characters they all people that do characters they have like solid characters that are their go-to characters and I think that they had they had done all the characters that they had and all the other people in the show were were playing supporting roles so that instead of trying to develop new characters all they did was they just did characters of a different race and they kind of thought that that was good enough yeah I mean and, and, and I actually and that I somehow that was doing a character yeah that that this is enough of a stretch and like isn't this so ridiculous and rather than actually focus on develop the, developing the character itself I mean do you know what it is it's just I just think it's it's to say it's a cheap joke is giving it too much credit because I, I mean, I'm sure you're the same. Like when I saw the photo of David Williams in full blackface, I just found it really repulsive. Yeah, but I think uh, I definitely, because like, it would have been loads on that show. I would have like, it would have turned my stomach and... I think I remember seeing that and I was saying, it's like a bit and all oh, that. Oh, fucking hell. Like, it's just 
fucking stupid. But um, yeah, I'm a, I'm I don't even know who their characters were meant to be or what was the dealio, but it it definitely wasn't funny. Put it that like, way. Well, I, I mean, I thought the basic thing was funny-ish. You know, I could sit through it. But I mean, not in the same way. Like, you know, if you compare, like, you know, in more recent times, I suppose if you compare to the likes of Father Ted, like, it's so not at that level of really nuanced satire. Yeah, and you see, I think it's different when a character's... Um, ignorance or whatever is the thing that's being mocked like that's different yes. and that was very much at the heart of father ted so it was like whether it was the ignorance of the church or and they're the butter like of the church like, yeah or it was the ignorance of like white liberals like they, they actually did mock that considerably in father ted really yeah and so like yeah if if the kind of uh the ignorant person or their even their ignorance is the butt of the joke then i mean it's completely fine as far as i'm concerned yeah and i think but then you see it comes back to and i know we have said this on a few occasions but it does come down to i think like punching down or punching up that like when you do see these cheap gags and you know I suppose with the benefit of hindsight like you look back now like neither you or I would have necessarily been fans of the shows at the time but you look back now and you're like well clearly now that has not aged well and it's really yeah. problematic but so what's even same- more problematic would be all these people saying oh but you're what like are we gonna have to cancel everything now like these kind of statue protectors yeah. type. But I think you were like, oh, this is, you can't remove a whole canon of work. Yeah. and I, But I think like, uh, in fairness to all the creators or whatever, um, they just said, yeah, it's, you know, prefer if we were able to, um, like they've acknowledged it or whatever. So I think... At least, I don't mean, I don't know. It's very hard to know if that's kind of, um, if that's enough, but you're like. Um, I suppose like what else can they, I mean, what else can they do now, really? Yeah. I mean, but then it comes back to, should you remember Justin Trudeau, the Canadian Prime Minister? Should you remember he, photos to emerge of him doing blackface at something? Fuck's sake. A few years ago. And like no more than that. And what like, about Harry? Probably... <laughs> Harry and the old nasty just, costume. Oh my god, I was just about to say like Harry dressing up like as a nasty I mean as a as, as a, a nasty. nasty as a nasty boy. Another website. Nasty boys. Um but like do you know what? Again it comes from like and like I say this fully aware that like I am basically translucent. Like I am as white as white can be. But it just makes me cringe, like, looking at these people. It's always this specific sense of humour, which is coming from such a place of privilege. And it's just, it's so cringeworthy that people don't see how, by doing these things, they're really exposing, obviously, their own ignorance, but also the limits of their own experience. Yeah. That they can't see how this would hurt someone. I mean, even all these people on Twitter saying, oh, what next? We'll have to be getting rid of Coronation Street. You're like, no, I think depicting Trisha Goddard in that way 
is it's beyond the realms of like what's comedically acceptable and like race I mean has like it's just it's it's just such a low blow to kind of build something whether it's a sketch character or anything else and it's all built around like race and actually there was a great interview with Dave Chappelle on Oprah so like I'm literally like cream in my knickers here so it's like my the two favourites. But I remember years ago, do you remember he had the Dave Chappelle show and do you yeah. remember he went MIA? Yeah, he just, he, he, he left basically, yeah. He just failed. He just was like, fuck this. He'd been offered the biggest TV contract like in the history of TV and he was like, no, I'm actually going to just go MIA. And he just went off, didn't even tell his wife where he was. He rang his brother to say he was okay and just hung up. But he came back and on that Oprah he talked about, because you know obviously the Dave Chappelle show was built around satire it was all yeah. about satire and a lot of it was very racialized and he said that there was a moment on set where he was doing something and it was some it was some I don't know it was some sketch and he said that he heard a white person on set laugh and he was like whatever way that person laughed it oh, just yeah. really unnerved me that he suddenly thought what am I doing that like am I actually perpetuating like some of these things by I'm trying to be satirical here but it felt like that person wasn't laughing in a satirical way yeah and Oprah was like I totally get it and he was like that's when I had to bail on the whole thing but but it is that it's 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 such obviously it's such a sensitive area but I feel somebody coming from a place of white privilege like has no business trying to crack that nut like you know trying to do something that is based yeah. on race I mean it's different the likes of Dave Chappelle doing it but even he was saying that he was uncomfortable doing it towards the end what I would say to you now is a couple of weeks ago we were all over Frankie Boyle and now it's Dave Chappelle oh well you know now, I love to see him in his new face mask today I know, but Julie, I think if you're going, if you're going to be kind of kissing up to celebrities and comedians, we we, we can't be moving up the ranks. We've got to move down. So we've tried Frankie. We haven't cracked him yet. We don't move on to Dave Chappelle. We bring it back a notch. But look, Do you know Frankie's what I mean? trying to get the Instagram up as well. Like Is we have so much in common. <sighs> I, no, but I you've just, been I banned just, from mentioning that I word. Know, look, you know, I'm a, you know, I have an obsession, um, a weekly obsession. <laughs> so this week, it's back. I'm back on Dave Chappelle. What's going to be next week? Think, sure, who knows? That's not how I live my life, Emma. Who knows who I'll be obsessed with next week? I mean, it could be fucking Carl Spain, for all we know. <laughs> Barry Murphy. Who's to say? But do you know, I just thought that was interesting. Oh, no, I remember I, I watched, I saw the interview. I remember watching it and, um, yeah, no, he's definitely, uh, he's definitely a person of uh, integrity and, you know, a, a, a strong belief system. And you have to, yeah. you have to admire him for that because it's not, I mean, like, I can imagine if you are given a well, I should say if you put it in the context of your own life and you're given the chance to do some yoke and like it's a massive break, but you don't know if if you're ever going to get a break again or what the fuck, and you're like you're getting nice money 
and you have a family and stuff and people seem to be enjoying it and it's doing well, like, why the fuck wouldn't you do it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Would you just like I, I, push push the little voice down and just keep trucking? But I I think like watching I mean I'm sure most people have watched that interview but I um I, but I do think just that moment when he talked about how he felt when that person on set laughed it kind of made me realize and I just thought back to this week in terms of like the little Britain and stuff that like you know you can sympathize all you want but like as a white person you can't empathize yeah you know like and that I suppose only... if a joke if it if a joke or whatever leaves it too much open to interpretate or not interpretation but like it leaves it open that different people can um you know take that up how they want and if one person's finding it funny because it's satire and another f- person is finding it funny because they're laughing at, uh, you know, or laughing in a bigoted way, then that's kind of a bit of a serious issue, then, yeah. isn't it? And I think, I just think as as a whitey, a, a whitey McWhiterson, so yeah. as a white person, like when he talked about that feeling of just feeling so uncomfortable with how that person laughed, obviously feeling that they were kind of laughing at the situation rather than with the situation yeah it just made me realize like god I don't have a clue like you know who am I to give my opinion on any of this stuff because it's just again it's just trying to insert yourself into something that like you you can't possibly understand how that would feel yeah I know we must do another um up to 90 zoom party now soon as well Oh, yes. I was thinking that. We're kind of nearly to a Zoom, are we? Yeah, we are nearly. Would we say Would we say this week or next week? Next week? Maybe next week. Give us a chance to think of a, a format and stuff and chat to yeah, people. But... We, had, we had a few ideas. So what we'll do is we'll put up the extra. I just was laughing. They were looking at something for Celebrity Big Brother. Do you remember the David is Dead moment? Oh, jeez, it's classic. Oh, funny, what a classic. But if we do for the extra episode this week, we'll throw it up. And I think you were saying, Emma, which was a great idea, because we had some ideas about different things we could do in the Zoom party. Yeah. So we'll let people comment and vote on that under the extra episode yeah. this week. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. And then we can have it all planned for next week. Yeah, deadly. Let's do that. Okay, fantastic. Um, okay, thanks for listening. Yeah, lovely chatting to you. Uh, I want to go off to my magic door. Let's see, can I bring out this number two? Oh, Jesus. I want to thank people for supporting us. Um, oh, yeah, very good. Thanks very much. But the people that haven't, I mean, just like what you want from people. No words, no words. Uh, no, thank you so much. It means so, so much. Um, I meant to give a shout out to 10 Patreons. I'll do that next week. I'll throw yeah. in a couple of extras um, because I don't have my list in front of me. But genuinely, means loads to us it's a dream come true when we see um people signing up and it actually just is fantastic so thanks so much for throwing us the few bob we really appreciate it i've been julie j i've been emma dorn god bless this podcast is part of the head stuff podcast network 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.